Welcome in to DTC. Week 5 is in the books. The Washington football team played on Sunday or, or attempted to play on Sunday. It wasn't very competitive. It was actually an awful game. We saw Kyle Allen take the field, uh, get knocked out. Alex Smith back on the field after what, two years, over two years of, of not being on the field. Uh, amazing comeback story and, and amazing to see him actually get on the field. Amazing to, to see him kind of get hit and be able to come back and, and you know be able to stand back up. Huge accomplishment and, and hats off to him. But other than that, there's been there has been no absolutely no highlights of this game. No nothing to hang your hat on. Nothing to you know look forward to you know to build off of the next week. Just an absolutely horrible game. FP, what are your thanks for joining me on the pod? What are your initial thoughts on the Rams game? Uh, my initial thought is the New York Giants are a better team than the Washington Football Team. Because they had a much better game against the L.A. Rams than we did. Um, well, hold on, hold on. Before you say that, the Giants are awful. Daniel Jones sucks, and and they, we don't know who's, they, who's who's suckier until this Sunday. So let's hold they, off on that. They looked better than the Washington Football Team, specifically defensively. I think, I think defensively, like the Rams didn't have like more than like one or two twenty-yard chunk plays against the Giants. It felt like every time they're on the field against our defense, it was 20 yards minimum per play. Like they were just chopping it up, moving up and down the field at will before and after the rain. Like it was just, it well, was really, not good. That's been Washington's MO all season, right? First half, get all decade, carved yeah. up, and then second half, be able to make an adjustment, right? Sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes. You know, we suck all, all four quarters, but at least for this season under JDR, it's been get torn up in the second half, try to make an adjustment. And and, and some of it is not even adjustment. Some of it is the other teams are in the lead by so much, they're just running the clock. So run, 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 screen, you know, just chew, chewing up time. But at, at some point, we have to stop looking at the, the quarterback as the problem and looking at the other parts of this team. No, and that, the, I, the, I, the defense I, is horrible. I'm the offensive line. Yes was horrible. Wes Martin was eaten alive. I mean, Donald, Aaron Donald basically put Wes Martin in his pocket and said, you know, you sit over here on the side. I'm just going to run right through the quarterback. It was awful. I mean, like I said, secondary, offensive line. I mean, the defensive line, for as much as we've talked about how great this Alabama wall is and, you know, Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, Montez Sweat, all of them. I mean, this just was not even a a serviceable like not even a a respectable defense on Sunday. I mean, has has Ryan Kerrigan played since since the Eagles game? Realistically, has he played since the Eagles game? Can you tell me you've seen <laughs> yeah. him on the field and make a play since the Eagles game? Well, I mean, NFC he, Defensive Player of the Week, blah blah blah. He hasn't done jack since the Eagles game. That's with Chase missing time. Okay, so. The defense is atrocious. Uh, well, well, hold atrocious. on, hold on. Back to your point. Has, has the defense at all played since week one? No. 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 Uh, except Kendall Fuller, right? He's got three. He's got to give him some credit. Three interceptions in two yeah, games. I guess. But still, but I mean, what, what does it matter? Because you're you're letting Robert Woods run completely free. Yeah. I don't care if it's a communication issue. I don't care if it's on the I mean, it, it's ridiculous. You know, it's the 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 secondary is is more open than Swiss cheese. 
I mean, we we knew it was a weakness, right? We knew the secondary no, was a weakness. No, we didn't know the secondary no, was a weakness. No, we knew the secondary We, we thought was... Kendall Fuller would be a, a real number one. Stop being a I mean, homer. You, 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 saw Josh Norman, you saw Josh Norman yesterday <laughs> get, get completely pummeled. Come on. That was like, beautiful. This defense was not going to be worse than they were last year. And last we year, we didn't give up these. Awesome Tuesday football was? Yeah. It's completely uh, thrown off my mind, though. Like, I don't know what day today is. <laughs> but Tuesday football was awesome. I'm down for Tuesday, Wednesday. Let's bring yeah. a game every day. No, but the, the defense, okay, we didn't know it was going to be this bad, but we knew the secondary, when you look at the defense of, as a whole, the secondary was the concern, but we're like that front seven will mask any deficiencies that we're having. The front seven or the front line, all right, ignore uh, Bostic and your linebackers or whatever. They're sometimes good, sometimes bad. That front line... Well, isn't no. doing. They're not doing their job. I'm sorry. The they're not doing their job. On Sunday. <laughs> oh, they they they're were terrible on Sunday. No, they were terrible on Sunday. But I mean, other weeks, like against the Ravens or whatever, they they've they've been serviceable, right? But that front line for how many first round draft picks are there, and how much time and effort and money is invested, they're trash, right? They're trash. And well, I think it's actually, it's actually not money because they're all on rookie contracts. Right, but I mean, we're going to... The point is, a, a lot of draft capital up in that front line. But you're going to assume you want to keep them, right, for at least one re-signing, or else what's, what the hell was the point? Like, you want to keep stability. Right. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is, they haven't been doing their job since week one, and I think they, they've been getting a, a, a an easy get-out-of-jail-free card or whatever, a hall pass, because of the QB controversy that we're having on the other side of the ball. But they're terrible, right? So if you look at the Rams game on Sunday, Kyle Allen gets the ball first, three and out, defense comes on the field, okay? that You can't use tiredness as an excuse, right? It was a three and out. So, like, it's the start of the game. You're not tired, right? You come on this field, Jared Goff, Chews up the entire field, goes down your throat, and scores. In Three five, times in a row. In five plays. But I'm saying, like, right off the bat, right? Like, this is some Jay Gruden start flat type BS, right? Now, I like Ron Rivera, and I like his 30,000 view of the team, which we discussed on the last pod, and, and, and how – the media doesn't understand what's happening, and, and the, the, the Haskins benching has, has left a, a bad taste in some people's mouths or whatever. But as a whole, I like Ron Rivera as a head coach. Now, my fear is he needs to sort of be more of a hard-ass to Scott Turner and Jack Del Rio. Now, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to say – chemo and cancer treatment or whatever he's not really being his normal hard ass get riled up self on anybody so he he sort of gets a pass but something needs to change outside of the the, the quarterback headlines that we're seeing right and yeah and, it's a complete team failure and and the coordinators need to be held accountable too um, they're the ones who are, who are putting the players on the field. I see way too much Troy Apke, way too much Camp Curl. I don't see Fabian Moreau at all. 
I mean, I don't, would have to go back and look at snap counts. But I don't understand. Who's playing slot corner? Is it Cam Curl? I mean, is it is it Troy Apke? Is it a linebacker? There's just there, there's a lot of holes on this defense. Seems like Landon Collins and, and the rest of the secondary is not on the same page. Safeties are in, completely in wrong spots, missing tackles. I mean, this is fundamental stuff that you would have hoped would have been cleaned up in training camp. Now, I know the, the season was, was weird with COVID and all that stuff, but this is they're missing fundamental football. Right, and that was the whole sort of like silver lining of a Jack Del Rio defensive coordinator. Was he was going to come in here, your line, are gonna, your, your line are going to have their hands in the dirt, pressure the QB, you're going to simplify the defense so that your secondary is never confused, they're never missing assignments, they're always kind of in the right place. But we're getting torched, torched, and like completely not being in the correct space. And and we're getting chewed up by like the likes of, of Jared Goff, right? And, and Baker Mayfield. Like, yeah, the teams that we've lost to, right? So <clears throat> the Cardinals, the Browns, the Ravens, the Rams, four of some of the best teams in the NFL right now. Let's be honest with ourselves. So maybe all of this is an overreaction and we come out against the Giants and just completely kick their ass. It would shock you just me. just said the Giants are better than us. And I just said it would shock me if we did that, but the four teams we lost to are much higher caliber teams than us with much higher caliber quarterback play. But that does not give us an excuse to be so far off assignment when it comes to the defense and, and to get so ripped apart at the seams and just have not even like 1A type receivers pass us and, and, and outshine our, our DBs, but having like their version of like a Cam Sims completely own us. It, it's, it's unexcus- inexcusable. Let's do, let's do blame pie here. Um, offense, special teams and defense. How do you split up your blame pie? Ooh, um, 40, 40, 20, 20 for special teams. Is that the right math? 40, 40, 20. That would make 100. So special teams, I mean, Trustway is, is obviously one of the best punters in the league, and it seems like Washington's really good at finding the best punters in the league because that's usually our, our bright spot on the team. Dustin Hopkins has missed, what, two or three field goals, and I think an extra point um, this season. That's not really the Dustin Hopkins that, that we saw last year or the year before. I think special teams, and then also you, you got to take into account the Steven Sims fumble on special teams, um, you know, you know kickoffs, taking the ball out of the end zone and not getting even to the 20-yard line. It seems like it's a repeatable thing that this team does, like just down the damn ball. Why, why are you trying to run it back? You're never going to break one. You haven't broken one since Brandon Banks was here. Let, let's, first you know. Of all, like, like just first of all, you talk about special teams way too much. We just lost all our listeners. Secondly, special teams doesn't matter if all your games are blowouts and we're not re- we're not in any of these games. I don't care if Dustin Hopkins misses a three-point field goal when we're losing by 21 points. I don't it, it, it's, care. It's, to it's me, not it's, a momentum it's, thing either. It's 33-33-33. All, all three of them are equally no, as bad. No, no. And, no. All right. Like the all defense right. and the okay. offense are I'll terrible. Take it back. 
It's 30, 35, 35. That, that's not, is that the right math? That is the right math. 35, 35 is 70, and 30 is 100. Good job. Proud of you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'll go with that then. All right. If, if you want to say, well, you know what? I'm going to change it, actually. I, I think that the offense is a little bit worse than the defense. I'm going to go 40, 40, 40, 40. 30. <laughs> 40, 35, 25. Come on. 40. And now we're doing math problems. Look, man, <laughs> the problem here. All, all of them suck. That's the point. The point is. So then do you, no do you blame Ron? Who do you blame? It's easy for us to be like every single facet of our team is trash. So then if that's the case, blame Ron. But like Ron's not doing I, anything wrong. I don't blame Ron because Ron's got a, a strategy behind this. And his strategy is not to win a Super Bowl in 2020. His strategy is find out who's on this team for next year, find out if we have a QB on this team, and let's start building the right way. I think so. That's can we can we blame ourselves as fans in the media for knowing that this year was supposed to be essentially a shit show, plus pandemic, plus new coach, and and I think we I think that Eagles game destroyed an entire trajectory of this year and uh, and us uh, being stupid washington football team fans our expectations instantly went to oh my god we're amazing we're gonna win and then we came crashing down to earth against four really good teams and now we're just in complete disarray we don't know how to handle ourselves we don't know what's expecting as the giants we don't know who's going to be quarterback i mean it's probably going to be kyle allen but like we're we're just in shambles, and Ron's probably sitting back there like, like I told these idiots like what this year is gonna be, and I can't believe that like the fan base and the media are so, like they're more messed up than I thought. That's probably what Ron is thinking. He's probably uh, looking at our fan yes base. Yes, no, but but also Ron Ron does deserve a little bit of the the blame pie too because he's changed his stance. And deservedly so. I mean, you, you're the head coach of the team. You can you can do whatever the heck you want, right? Like, you don't have to – your strategy week one doesn't have to be the same strategy week five when the rest of the division has got one win, right? So he – him seeing the, the NFC East being in, in complete garbage, maybe his strategy does change. Maybe it is, you know, hey, I can get seven wins and win this division. And damn, Kyle Allen can get me seven wins easily. I can oh, no, stay I mean, on the field – Give the he's, ball to, to Antonio Gibson, you know, get some, just give, give the ball to my playmakers, give my defense a little bit of rest, work on my defense. I can win seven games and win this division. Then, you know what? Good for him for being able to change your philosophy kind of mid, mid-year. And, and I'm okay with that, right? I, I'm just saying we don't know Ron's strategy. We don't know what he's looking at big, big picture, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, at the 30,000-foot view. And – you know, he doesn't deserve to be criticized for what he's done in four weeks, right? Give the man a chance. He's not some some rookie head coach who doesn't have any NFL experience. He's a proven guy who can, you know, if you look at his his term in Carolina, right? His first year, he was garbage, and he kind of turned, turned them around. Maybe they weren't a, a dominant team for 10 years straight, but they went to the Super Bowl. They were constantly in, in the in competing for the division title. They were in the playoffs a lot. Record aside, right? Like he got coach of the year once, runner up another year. He got it twice or something. But Ron, Ron is completely validated 
in his flip-flop stance of, wow, the NFC East is a lot crappier than I thought. Maybe we should go out and try to win this. And I also think the way he, he changed his tone about Dwayne was he took media backlash on it because he's not going to drag Dwayne through the mud. So he benched him, dropped him to third, whatever. He's not going to dra- – like, he's a character guy. He's not going to drag this guy through the mud and be the one to say he's not studying, he sucks, he shows up late, he brags about BS games. That's not Ron's way. So he's getting a lot of backlash from national media, right? Local media kind of understands the story. National media has no idea what's going on. But one of, like, he, he still needs to get the blame as far as the the Ron Rivera transparency that we're all sort of craving, right? So a lot of what you and I are discussing right now and, and the local media is discussing, a lot of it has sort of been a fill-in-the-blanks, benefit-of-the-doubt-for-Ron type narrative, right? So we know who Ron Rivera is as a person and as a coach, um, and we're filling in these blanks on on how the team is acting and what our moves and decisions are. But, like, where is this culture change transparency? And what's happening is the more that Ron is flip-flopping, justifiably so or not, the the, the media narrative is he's not that far off from Bruce Allen, right? Because he's, he's kind of like, uh, everything's fine, everything's going to plan, don't worry about it, like, I, I know what I'm doing. But everyone's like, do you? Do you know what's going on? Do you know what you're doing? And and that's sort of the national storyline about us. And he needs to address it. He has to address it. And I'm convinced, like, I don't think he has lost the locker room, but it's getting to the point where the poisonous DC media and how stupid and deprived our fan base is, is going to make his life a lot harder. I don't know. I, I think I think he gets a pass for this year. Um, first of all, I think it's way too early, way, 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 way too early to put out a verdict on how good of a coach Ron Rivera is. Let's wait for these next, at least these three games, right? You got Dallas and then the Giants twice. Dallas obviously lost Dak Prescott, huge blow to the team. But you know what? Their receivers, I mean, they're as good as anybody else in the league, hands down. Um, they've got Zeke still back there. So let's see what, what the Cowboys game looks like. Let's see what the Giants two games looks like. And then I think the, the whatever team after that, I think, is also a, uh, a mediocre team. So let's see what the next four games look like and, and kind of go from there. I, I think this this last game, right, Alex was not ready to be on the field. Um, he didn't really have the game reps. He was still trying to get his feet under him. I, I think it's actually – Semi good thing, right? He, he, and he said this himself that he was thrown into the game. He didn't really have time to think about his leg or anything like that, so he just kind of played. Um, but now he got gets the jitters out, and then let's see kind of what he can do if he comes back in in a week or two. Um, my concern is that the way that Kyle Allen plays is that of someone who's going to get injured again. I mean, he was recklessly running out, running all over the place. I mean, he, he got crushed by uh, by Jalen Ramsey on that play where he got knocked out. And I thought can it was I, a concussion, but apparently it was a shoulder or an can arm I, can I interrupt injury. Can I you on that one? 
So, uh, tinfoil hat conspiracy time. Uh, Dwayne's agent is the same agent as Jalen Ramsey, right? It is. Jalen Ramsey pulled the whole, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, didn't show up, got his trade, went to the Rams, right? So, would it surprise you if Dwayne's agent said, be sick, fake fake your illness, whatever BS you need to do, I'll find a way to get you off this team. And then the conspiracy thought goes even deeper. And I was like, would it surprise you if there was sort of like a bounty (laughs) for Jalen Ramsey to take out the guy that replaced Dwayne? Because that was that was an aimed helmet lowered on purpose sort of hit. And (laughs) I I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a bounty conspiracy behind it. Interesting. Uh, I, I see the uh, the Dwayne getting sick. I, I can I can see that. The bounty. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I think that's that's left the NFL a few years ago. I don't know, um, man. I, I Dwayne has Dwayne Haskins' agent is an idiot. He is the dumbest man alive. Well, well, let me ask you now that we're talking about conspiracies. Let me ask you this. The first Aaron Donald sack on Alex Smith, where he rode him, jumped on his back and rode him. Trevor Maddich ripped Aaron Donald after the after the game, basically saying that was cheap. You shouldn't have done that. You know this what this guy's gone through. Just tackle him, put him on the floor, hold him up, wait till they blow the whistle. Do you think that was a dirty play? Uh, I I I don't think it's a dirty play. I think Aaron Donald just kind of plays balls to the wall every snap and that's what makes him amazing well if you saw this if you saw this if you saw the sideline footage after that though they panned to aaron donald and you can hear it because of the lack of noise crowd he goes like man that mother effing leg is strong (laughs) like so i don't i don't think he did it on purpose um but you know what at the end of the day i'm sort of happy uh, i'm sort of happy it happened because it kind of shows Alex and the rest of us like, all right, like he just he basically just carried a 260 pound, however heavy Aaron Donald is, man, no problem. He's probably a little bit more than 260, but yeah, I mean, well, when when Aaron Donald jumps on him, it's going to be way more than 260 pounds on him. Um, yeah, I don't think it was dirty play. I think that's the way that Aaron Donald plays. I, I mean, he's jumped on quarterbacks' backs all the time. He's, he's um, 280. He's 20 pounds off. That's it? Yeah. That's good. Uh, Damn, so I can look nope. like Aaron Donald if I drop down to 280? <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. I don't think it was a dirty play. I don't think it was a dirty play. I, but I did. I did. I mean, you, you have to hold your breath every time Alex gets touched, right? And and of course, the uh, the TV cameras just showing his family after every five seconds. Now, you if know, it was Indomitian like, Sue or some like Haloti Nada, some asshole that like has done us dirty in the past, then I'd be like, yeah, that was dirty on purpose. But Aaron Donald's a stand-up guy. He he doesn't have that narrative yeah. in the NFL. And you can see after that, the the refs blew the whistle really fast when when Alex got touched. Um, so the refs, I think, were protecting Alex as well. With that, I mean, I love Alex. I mean, I'm so inspired by his comeback and all that. 
but gosh, I really don't want to see him on the field just for like, it, there's no good that can come out of it. He's not future. Um, this is really his last year of the deal unless he's hurt. I mean, there's a, I think two years of player option or team options, I believe. Um, see, I, I might be one of the few that I really kind of do want Alex Smith to take over QB one. And not for the, not for the Cinderella story. I mean, I think he could be your better stopgap than Kyle Allen. So like, let's, let's look at it this way, right? Well, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, you, you run Alex out there, so you get eight wins, right? Then what do you do next year, right? Because then now you're Run drafting. him out there again with whoever you drafted, and you get yourself a Patrick Mahomes situation. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if that's... So, But it's like, look, look at it this way, right? So the, the QBs on our roster right now, removing Dwayne Haskins, is the number one overall pick from his draft class, and in... Undrafted free agent. So it's a huge gap between football IQ, preparation, physical talent. I'm not saying Kyle Allen can't run this offense. What I'm saying is if Alex Smith got QB1 reps with a comprehensive offensive unit and play caller and head coach and limited distractions, unlike what he had with Jay Gruden, I truly think that you can sort of get a lot more old-school Alex Smith where he'll get you those wins drama-free. And I'm not saying I'm not saying old-school uh, Washington football team Alex Smith where he got you to 6-3. to three. I'm saying Kansas City before he left for Patrick and even – uh, San Francisco before he got replaced. I think, and yeah, you saw, he's, you he's saw a huge injury saw. removed from that, right? There's right. been a huge injury. He's not going to be mobile. Like he's not going to be as but mobile his as game, he was. His, his game didn't really. Yes, he was mobile for who he was, but his game didn't really feed off mobility. He his game completely fed off mobility. It wasn't no. running. It wasn't running past the line of scrimmage, but it was swinging bootlegs, moving out of the pocket. Right, but uh, you, you, know, you saw sense. that on Sunday. Like, he climbed the pocket on Sunday. Four games, 11 games total, Dwayne Haskins. I didn't see him climb the pocket once. So oh, Alex Smith just has instinctual QB habits of kind of moving around the pocket, climbing the pocket, uh, avoiding a hit. He oh, has because that he's sort a, of he's a veteran. He knows how to play right. the game. He knows fundamental. like his fundamentals are – on point, like, and I'm saying can, those those you know, fundamentals, placement of his feet, all those types of things. Those fundamentals, I think, if he had proper practice reps and he developed a better chemistry with Terry McLaurin or scrub tight end that replaced uh, the other tight end that didn't show up on Sunday. I can't even keep up with these names. Um, like, if he develops the chemistry with these guys, <clears throat> I think. The offense will just—it'll it, at least look like an NFL offense with with Alex Smith back there. Now, I Kyle it, Allen, I think it looked like an NFL offense in the first quarter with Kyle Allen. I mean, it, it wasn't—let's well, be clear—it wasn't a ten out of ten, but I mean, it wasn't a one out of ten with what we had with Haskins. It was—it was like a five, right? It's right, but, to me, it's something when, that you can build off of. But when Alex came in, taking QB three reps 
for the entire year, which is what one snap every other practice period that the offense is going. Like he's getting no real it's not reps. A, it's team. Yeah. It's not. So so for him coming in after he's, Kyle, Lund, he's also a 20 year veteran. He doesn't need those snaps. But that that you're that's my argument. I think you give him those reps. I think looking specifically at the season, he takes you further or gives you the better chance to win the East than Kyle Allen. I mean, yeah, that that may be true. I don't know. I still want to see what Kyle Allen has because I don't really care about this season. I want to see what Kyle Allen has. Maybe again, but then what's lightning in a bottle and win a division. You're not, you're not, you're not going to do that with Kyle Allen. I'm sorry to break it to you. You're not going to do that with Kyle Allen. So then what's the point of seeing Kyle Allen over Alex? If you're, if your goal for the season now is Scott brought in, brought in Kyle for a reason. And that Ron was not an idiot, right? He saw Dwayne Haskins play last year. He saw it firsthand, or maybe he didn't, whatever it was. He knows that Dwayne Haskins sucked, right? In his mind, it was, I'm going to give Dwayne a chance. I'm going to give him everything I've got. I'm going to invest all my time in him. And if he sucks, I'm going to pull him out and bring in my guy, Kyle Allen, right? That That's just the way that the business works. You bring in your guys. Um, I, I think. Kyle Allen was brought in as the safety valve for Haskins being terrible. But I think he was also brought in without the thought that Alex Smith would be essentially ready to go. I don't think anybody within the team truly thought Alex could dress and take snaps until we saw it. And I think right now, Ron Rivera needs to ask himself, can I use next week's game against the Giants to sort of really test Kyle Allen and see what he looks like through a whole game? Because he knows Kyle Allen. Scott knows Kyle Allen. They know what they'll see from him. But they'll be like, can we really gauge this and move on to Alex Smith? And I really think Ron is probably taking a step back, looking 30,000 viewpoint. Right. And he's saying Haskins is gone. That relationship's torched. I know what I have in Kyle Allen. I know who Alex Smith is and his presence coming in at practice early, staying late, learning uh, a fighter, motivated, blah, blah. He knows everything about Alex Smith. And I think Ron is looking at it like if my goal now is to win the East, because surprisingly, we're only, what, a, a game behind the Cowboys for first? Something crazy like that? We're just one game back? Right. So, so I think Ron really has to take a step back and be like, I told everybody the narrative has switched. I want to give the veterans a chance to win. I want to give these guys a chance to win. Is Alex Smith going to be my better bet? And I truly so, think he would be your better bet. So are you saying if you're, if you're Ron Rivera, you would play Alex Smith this week? And for the rest of the season. I'm saying I would give Kyle Allen one full game. And if I don't think it's what the offense, if, if I don't think it matches what the offense could match with what my mind is telling me Alex Smith could do, I flip to Alex Smith. Well, Kyle, Kyle Allen may not last the full game. With the way that he plays, 
Oh, he's definitely reckless. I mean, he's, he's, he's very reckless. Um, he, so the question, the question on top of that is, what happens? Let's say Kyle Allen comes out against the Giants. And let's say he has a Dak injury, an Alex injury. God forbid he doesn't. But like, let's say he has, at the very least, a season-ending injury. Alex becomes QB1. Do you really go to Dwayne and be like, hey, come in and sit at QB2 behind the guy that was third string behind you? Do you if see Dwayne being able to do week, that? If it happens this week, possibly. Uh, I, I don't think he'll be on the roster past the month of October. I, I, I think he'll get cut, released. I mean, I, I highly doubt a trade will happen. Why would anyone want to trade for right? I mean, at, at that point, just go get an undrafted free agent. He's going to play as good as Dwayne Haskins is right now. Um, and his value is completely tanked. I don't see a, anyone trading for him. Yeah, well, that's the Washington football team uh, MO, right? And it's carried over after Bruce. It's ruined this relationship with a guy. Let me smear his name and drag it through the mud instead of building up his trade value. I don't know no, why I mean, we do this as a team. That, that's No, that, that's the NFL. Le'Veon Bell, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Well, granted, two years ago he was. But he just got released, right? It happens, right? It's just... This yeah, is, but the the Jets didn't go out there smearing his his name, saying he's being troublesome. That's true. Like we're well, going out there they, being they, like, they did he sucks at practice. A bit. He, he doesn't study. He doesn't come in. He brags. He blah blah blah. He faked this illness. Maybe it wasn't a fake illness, but he didn't show up, and it's a very big coincidence he didn't show up. Oh, by the way, what do you want to give us for him? I think some of that, some of those those reports, those leaks are coming from the Haskins camp himself. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's a disaster. There's no way around it. But come to Sunday, Daniel Jones is an equal as big disaster, right? He he is equally as bad as Dwayne Haskins was, and we'll see. I mean, we'll get an up in person, in close view of what 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 we could have had with Daniel Jones, and, and I don't know. This Sunday will be telling if Kyle Allen comes out in in. Comes out 300 yards, three touchdowns, you know, one pick. Redskins what world win. are you living in? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> the the Giants suck. That's that's the world, right? The but Giants like they, suck. They don't. They suck do as much. They do. As we suck. They do. We they suck as equally as much. Did you see right. what they did against the Cowboys? Because the, <laughs> there's the no Cowboys way in hell. No. The Cowboys they, suck too. The, the Cowboys, Cowboys, okay. the Cowboys the give Cowboys up 600 defense, yards of offense every the game. Cowboys, yes, the Cowboys defense sucks. Okay. Our offense can't put up that many points. Period. <laughs> you get the ball in Terry McLaurin's hands. You could put up points. With who? Who's throwing the ball? Who's protecting the QB that's throwing the ball? Screens. What what run game do you have that scares defenses into not just <laughs> like, hey, you can talk. I mean, we can, we're not we talking about the offensive line. Brendan Sheriff may be back, right? And and here's what I would do: I would sit West Martin's ass down. Oh yes, had a horrible game. Schweitzer goes in. Schweitzer, Schweitzer, stay at right tackle. Yes. M- Moses at Moses at a uh, right uh, tackle. Uh, sorry, Moses at right tackle. Schweitzer at right guard. Right guard. Right guard. I'd I'd, I'd switch him and, and Sheriff. I'd put Sheriff on the left side. No, no, I think I think Schweitzer could do fine at left guard, but Schweitzer did, did perfectly fine at right guard, right? 
I, I would. I could put you on up. roller skates on left guard. You'd do better than Wes Martin. <laughs> that was a, it was atrocious on Sunday. He's been atrocious um, all year. But but what I'm saying is, if Sheriff is really if he's healthy and and you know he's supposed to be a Pro Bowl player, he's supposed to be a top top tier guard. He can play left guard, and I'd I'd help I'd put him over there to help on the Jaron Christian side, and that may be a recipe for a little bit of success. No, I mean yes, but we the Giants suck less than us. I don't know how to get that more through your head. The Giants no, I'm suck. saying right, 31 and 32. Those are the rankings of the. the like you and the I watching football team and not anymore. <laughs> I got top top scorer this week, so I'm getting some of my money back. Anyways, the, the the point is the Washington football team sucks. The the Cowboys suck. The Eagles suck. The Giants suck. It's gonna be a, a matter of who sucks less and can get the seven wins. This this is how you need to look at the Giants, okay? They played the Steelers week one. The Steelers only scored 26 points. If the Steelers played us, they would have scored a lot more than 26 points. Right? They put up 16 points. If we played the Steelers, maybe 16 points. Let's look at week two, the Bears. They only let the Bears score 17 points. If the Bears played us, I mean, they played us last year, and what's-his-face had three touchdowns and a half, right? So they definitely would have scored more than 17 points. Uh, They got torched by the Niners, fair, 36-9. The Rams, 9-17. They held the Rams to 17 points. There's no way in hell the team on Sunday was going to hold that team to 17 points. No way in hell. They scored nine, not far from us. And then against the Cowboys... The Cowboys scored 37. They could easily score 37 on us, maybe more. But they put up 34. I don't think we put up 34 against the Cowboys. So what I'm telling you is, while the Giants have a shit record, they suck less than us. All right, let's make your predictions for the game. I say, I mean, I'm still a homer. So I'm gonna is is it in New York or is it in Washington? Or, uh, sorry. Maryland. Uh, I believe it's here. Is it? Uh, no. It's, it's in New, New York. York. It's in New yeah. York. Um, my prediction is, I mean, who are who are New York's skill players, right? Without Saquon, I don't even know. Like, who are the receivers? What's the matter? <laughs> What's the matter? Every scrub receiver has done great against us. All right. What's it matter? Make your record. Dude, dude, the Giants suck. They do suck. They just suck less. They they, they literally hired a special teams coach and, and said, hey, you know Bill Belichick. Why don't you come run our organization? <laughs> yeah, but they suck no less No one even than heard us. of the guy. No one's heard of the guy before he became head coach. Like, he wasn't even in, in candidate talks with any other teams. Listen, we somehow thought right. it was appropriate to bring Norv Turner's son back to Washington and let him call an offense. We didn't think so. Ron Rivera thought so. That's and we trusted Ron Rivera. Yeah. Well, all right. What's the prediction? Let's wrap up the show. 
24-17. Giants. Okay. I'm going to go 28-24 Washington. I think we're due. I really do. I, I really hope so. I, really I think so. I think Antonio Gibson's going to have a huge game. I think he's going to I think that this I I don't know. The Giants are just so unrespectable in my in my mind. They're just garbage all around. I think is the only weapon on that team that that scared me. I mean, other than other than Daniel Jones, I don't even know who else is on that team. I mean, it's it's complete garbage. I think uh Devonta Freeman or whatever running back they brought in to replace Barkley rushes for over 100 yards and makes our defense look trash. I don't know how he did um, in his first game, but he looks like he put on a good 250 pounds since the last time I saw him. He'll still crush us. That guy's massive. He'll still crush us. I have zero faith. I have zero faith in this defense right now, and it pains me to say that. And while Tim Settle is great replacing Ioannidis, zero faith in this defense. Zero. Well, I mean, if you're looking at, at running backs, Cole Holcomb is going to be back this week. I think linebackers were a huge hole. I think um, Thomas Davis is way past his prime. I mean, he, he doesn't hit the field that much, but he should just be a player coach at this point, make him inactive. Um, I, I think our linebackers are actually they actually kind of fly around. Uh, John Bostic, um, Pierre Lewis. You know, like 20 minutes ago, you said they were missing everything that sucked. Yeah, they do suck, but, you know, I don't know. I just think I think the Giants suck more. That's fine. Let me and, let me uh, let me Daniel Jones has got to be the, the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. Let me get this last line out and then you can wrap up the show. Uh, Antonio Gibson is questionable with a, a toe injury. Uh, with our luck, it's turf toe and he'll miss the rest of the season. But we'll see. Good Since day. when? <laughs> Since today. Since when? Since today. Got injured in practice today? I guess so. He's questionable with a toe injury. That's going to hurt my fantasy team. <laughs> I think he's questionable. Uh, Joshua Garnett has an illness. Chase Rouye has a knee injury. Um, they, they missed practice, so I don't know if they're questionable. But And Greg Stroman has a foot injury. But Can eight, Greg eight, Stroman not return the ball and just take a knee in the end zone, get us to a 25-yard line every time? AG being limited with a with a toe injury. Why you would ever want to return the kick? Yep. I I can't. AG has a toe injury, and it's only Wednesday, so. um, Yeah, but he's also going to the New York field that literally took out the entire Niners offense and defense. Hey, but Brandon Sheriff returned to practice today. So. I don't know if that means he's going to be active though. Not this week. Most likely not this week, but I think the following week he could be. He's, they've got 21 days to, to activate him, so within we're the losing. next three weeks. We're losing. We might. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either way. We lost. FP, it's been a fun show forever. for all our listeners. Thank you for listening. Find all our content uh, at Defeat the Curse on all your podcast apps. It's been fun. We are out.